uh, through believers. Um, uh, I know some of you, Tippy shared, shared with me, she got a chance to minister healing to somebody uh, at a, uh, a worker at a hotel, uh, complained of a migraine. And so the minute she showed her the prayer cloth, she grabbed it right away. And so I think people can sense the anointing of God on it, and they just want to, you know, receive what God has for them. And uh, I went to, to get my checkup at the doctor, my doctor with the accent, you know, a little bit. Everything for me is a little bit. If it's, if it's my progress, it ain't much, you know what I'm saying? So I say, hey, whatever. So uh, anyway, I was sharing with her. Uh, she was offering me the preventive treatments, and I always declined. So she, as she was dictating her notes, patient again declines. And so she said, flu shot? I said, I declined flu shot too. So she got curious about that afterwards, and I told her, I said, well, God has taught us that he is our physician if we'll believe him. I said, so we have been believing him that we uh, have a flu shot in the form of a prayer cloth. So I shared with her the scripture and everything. So, of course, I had one in my handy-dandy healing kit, and I gave it to her, and she said, oh, thank you very much, folded it up. Yes, she did, pimped on out of that office. The appointment was over at that point, so amen. So she says, and I, she said, I'm a believer. I said, well, good. I said, this is for you. I said, for all believers. So anyway, but uh, it's just kind of interesting to see how God moves if you let him move through you and don't try to work anything. I remember the days when I tried to work stuff, so I'm not throwing shade at anybody, you know, but confessing on myself. But we learn, right? We keep at it and we learn and, and we get over our shyness. You trade your shyness for boldness. Amen. You trade your insecurity for confidence and then you step right into the anointing. And so it's just real good. Amen. So why don't we get started? Father in heaven, we do thank you for this opportunity to minister and to share and to be able to have people rejoice in the fact that you are moving in our midst. We thank you, Lord, for the move of God. We thank you, Lord, for the move of your glory and your power that will cover all of the earth like the waters cover the seas. We thank you, Lord, for people who are carriers of your glory. We thank you, Lord, who are receivers of your glory. We thank you, Lord, that it is available to all of your people, wherever they are. So we thank you, Lord, for the anointing to minister. We thank you, Lord, for the anointing to preach. We thank you, Lord, for the anointing that you confirm with signs following. So we thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. So we're on page 35 in our book, Awake and Put on Strength by our Reverend Shirley Camp. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I enjoyed this every time I read it. I think I got to read it before it was printed. I got to read it afterwards and I keep getting to read it every month. And it's good to, to just put some things into your, your heart about uh, where we are and where we're going. And the reason I chose this book was because it's very timely for the time that we're living in right now. <clears throat> so you'll find a lot of uh, confirmation for the truths written here. And so that we can just uh, um, know we have a roadmap here uh, where we can follow footsteps and that lead into the glory of God and into the results God wants us to get. We all want to be big soul winners. That's a craving in the heart of every believer. 
uh, whenever you are born again, that go tell is in there, that desire to see people saved is in there, that compassion is in there. And so this is a fulfillment of that, I believe. This is the way that God is going to fulfill his promise that the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the seas, the knowledge of the glory. People will know it's God. They won't be guessing, you know. So, And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing where he begins to reveal himself more to people. So this starts off talking about our fathers in the faith. Amen. And uh, <clears throat> many, uh, we we kind of have, have a coin word from, we call them generals. Uh, but they are leaders, uh, people that God has uh, singled out by their gift and calling to play a prominent role in his work, in his kingdom work. And uh, so there were some prophecies that went forth before these men uh, started their ministries about a healing ministry that would uh, begin to be known in the body of Christ. And so we've seen a great healing move of God. There was prophecy about a word explosion in the body of Christ, and we saw a great move of the word of God. At Pentecost or at Azusa Street, it was a Pentecostal influence on people that the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So little bit by little bit, God is putting back into place in the earth his power and his glory. And so it's, it's wise for us to learn from these people. Uh, I was speaking with someone that said God had called them to a prayer ministry and I just um, they were saying, well, how did you get started? They were asking questions, and I was mentioning, you know, how God had led us and led us to learn from certain people that were essential for us to learn faith, and, and they had no knowledge of any of this. So, you know, it's like this. If you tell me that you're a great artist and God has called you to do artwork for him, and you're not in art school, and you're not studying, and you're not painting, I doubt you're taking it seriously. See, if you're really called to something, you have to study to show yourself approved unto God. You know, there's, you know, you, you can't, can't want to be proficient in something without adequate learning and training. And so I think it's incumbent upon us to study these people, uh, how they worked with God, especially if they're alive now. You know what I'm saying? So we made it to all of the Oral Roberts. We made it to Richard Roberts. Uh, you know, we even worked with this ministry. Uh, we, we did altar work, you know, and, and we were glad to do it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we, and, and God began to show us and show me how when we sow in, and we've supported them financially for many years. And God began to show me how when you sow seed into somebody, you'll continue to reap a harvest there. So if there's an anointing to be gathered by working on the altar, then we can get it. We can avail ourselves of it. You understand what I'm saying? And so it was very, very important, I think, for us to continue to do those things and follow through on them so that we can get the full effect of of what we've sown into. It would be kind of foolish for us to spend the money and send the money and then an opportunity come up to actually work in that atmosphere and we not take advantage of it. And so that's why we were I pressed us to get there. You know what I'm saying? And 
I didn't really care if y'all had other plans. I was going to be there. You know what I'm saying? But I thank God you were cooperative to participate. Sometimes it's good just to go on faith. So I, I credit that with the fact that all of you can go out on the street and pray for the sick. You see that in the teaching we do. All of this adds together so that we can get we amen so that you can have the goods you got me because there's so many churches and, and ministries that don't they don't have the goods on prayer and they don't have the goods on the believers ministry so i'm very thankful for these opportunities but i'm also mindful uh that this is how the anointing happens this is how knowledge happens is by continually devoting ourselves to learning and continually devoting ourselves to the things of god so um, uh, the author is saying i was thinking about some of the generals in the faith that have gone and passed on for as for for instance uh, brother hagan oral roberts joe john osteen and lester sumrall and and they were this person is examining it in this light that now that they have gone to heaven, there are a lot of governmental seats that need to be filled. So there were places in the realm of the spirit that these men of God occupied that are vacant right now. Amen. Now you can say, well, uh, uh, Billy Graham's son is preaching, but you don't know if that seat's occupied the same way. You know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't just pass on. And same thing with, with John Osteen. You can't say Joel isn't anything like his dad was as far as ministry is concerned. I'm not going to even go there because people talk about that enough. You know what I'm saying? And so, <clears throat> but, but you can look at, it's an opportunity for somebody with a strong evangelical thrust into the earth because John Osteen was a very powerful evangelist. He was a soul winner, but but he also got baptized in the Holy Ghost and learned the word of faith doctrine so that he could add to that. And so that and that church was built on prayer and it was built on soul winning. You understand? And so there's there's that aspect that needs to be uh, taken consideration uh, Richard Roberts seems to be faithful because God uh, assured him uh, Richard didn't want to be in the healing ministry because of the physical toll it t- took on his dad and Oral had to let go of the crusades and everything and he he went ahead and continued to minister another 40 years after his crusade season was up because he physically couldn't handle it and so um um Gosh, what was that lady's name? I think it was Vicky, the singing prophetess out in uh, Tulsa. Dr. Vicky something. She was, uh, I think she was a psychologist too. Yeah, her. Yep, that's the one. Um, she prophesied to Richard. And Richard said, uh, she, he said, this lady began to sing and prophesy. He said, and I was shocked because I thought she was a false prophet. He been reaming her out. He said, but she began to uh, tell him everything that was on his heart. 
She said, you have, you've been reluctant to receive the healing ministry because you said, I am not going to let it kill me like it did my father. And so she told him that God says he's going to honor that and give you a different way to do it. And you, he will give you the word of knowledge and word of wisdom to minister out of. And so you all know Richard's ministry is known for that. You know, that he'll, he'll stop in the middle of God's healing an arm right now, you know. And, I'm thinking, come on, Richard, now finish your sentence. You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying, but it's that way. It rolls that way. And I'm not the person sitting out there with the with the broken arm wanting it to be healed. So I need to shut up. Right. And so but but in in situations, you can see where God has has honored what they sown into somebody else and that that work goes on but you know we need new ones not just replacements too but we definitely need the replacements but we need God to raise up some new people as well and so we're we're expecting God to do what God always does and that's take care of his kingdom amen so we can't dictate how it gets done uh, we don't have to like people he uses you know what i'm saying but we just have to let him do what he does best and so these positions and seats of authority and seats of ministry uh, must be filled and so when you think about it why not you why couldn't you be the person that god raises up to do that work amen and so the work that they did in the kingdom did not end with them because their seeds continue to bear fruit in the earth amen so you know if, if you get it on i can go on youtube and get any of these people and hear their messages over and over again. And so you can always get what they have. It's so much easier now that technology is our friend. You know, when it's, there's no technology, it's, it's your enemy because <laughs> it, it, you lack it. But now that we have so many, uh, um, ways available to capture messages, to feed them back, to share them with other people. It, it's very easy for the gospel to go over all the world. You got me? And sound teaching to go over all the world. So, uh, their, their fruit, fruit continues, uh, to be produced. We must acknowledge their fruit, but God needs somebody to pick up the torch and sit in their seat of authority so we can continue to bear new fruit. Amen. I believe that those people who are sitting in those seats of authority haven't been revealed yet. When we leave this earth, their fruit will remain. This is not about man's ambition or seeking a title. This is about doing the work of the ministry and allowing God to do what he wants to do. The more you get into what God is doing, the more you like it. Amen. It's it's like anything else. At first, your first taste of it may not be what you're accustomed to and i think that's really a lot of the problem it's different or it's a departure from what we usually do or it's not quite the same uh and so or it doesn't follow tradition it doesn't follow a comfort mode or something like that sometimes when things are new they cause us to to consider them it's the considering that gets people upset, I think. It's like you have to really think, is this God? Is this not God? What's going on here? This is new. Is God being glorified here and all of that? And having to consider things and weigh things and discern 
is difficult for people sometimes. But if you live a life in the spirit and you live a life waiting to serve it from God, it won't bother you. And so it forces us to get closer to God. Change forces us to get closer to God. It just does. Because you won't be able to evaluate the change properly unless you're sitting in that place in the spirit where your eyes are opened by God, your ears are open, and your heart is yielded to what he might have to say to you. I know there are times where I think, uh, you know, well, you know, this person and that person and this one, this and that one, and then God will correct me on it. You know what I'm saying? And, and um, he'll just do it and I wind up having to do my part. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, it's the minute you start to want to judge somebody, you know, it's like, you know, I, they, I remember a little kid. I think it was a friend of Shannon's years ago uh, had called the house. And this is when we lived in Michigan still. And uh, he was he was had a question about something and wanted prayer and. And so I was a little perturbed because I'm thinking, I said, oh, this guy is just, you know, doing what he wants to do and ain't being obedient to God. And I'm going down my checklist of why he ain't going to get no word. So God made me call him back after I hung up, made me call him back. God does have a word for you. One devil leaving, you know what I'm saying? And so God will check us on things. And I'm thankful for it because you can make some big mistakes and you can cheat yourself out of out of what God has for you, the blessing he has for you. You can, you know, like even people sit up and pray for open doors, open doors, open doors, and then work presents itself and they don't want to do it. You got me. And so you got to recognize when God shows up and, and uh, you know, uh, any gift I have ain't mine anyway, it belongs to God. So I can't call the shots on it. Amen. And so we have to have to be very, very careful not to get into judgmentalism and in dealing with the things of God and, and the things of kingdom. God will use whoever he wants to use for whatever season he wants to use them. And it's good for us to stay back out of judgment. Sometimes people will see people involved in God and they're waiting for them to mess up, quit, fall, whatever. Don't be that kind of person. Always believe the best. For, you want them to run. If, if they fail, you fail. We're one body. Amen. If they if they fall and bruise their knee, you feel it, even though you're the elbow. You got me. And and so <laughs> elbows do a lot of eating. I the elbow of the body of Christ. But uh, you know what I'm saying. We got to watch that kind of stuff. So. And if we stay close to God and God, you show me, if he doesn't show you, mean it ain't your business. You don't need to know. He don't need to show you nothing. Amen. And so just you just stay out of it and, and be cool and you, you'll survive. Amen. Okay. So, um, and then we, on page 37, now we talk about this chapter on dry bones, which is very, very essential for us to be understanding of as intercessors. Because this is the work of intercession many times. Prophetic intercession is many times speaking to dry bones and causing them to come back to life again. Amen. You can prophesy to any dry situation. Only thing that's happened is nobody's been tending it. 
And that's the problem with many prayers, with many things that want God wants to do. The problem is nobody has been tending the garden of God. And so if we are going to make progress as watchmen, we have to tend the garden of God. Man, that's one of our functions. If you're watching something, you're watching it so that you can take care of it. Amen. You watch it because you are responsible to God for how you spend your time, your energy, how you operate in the anointing, how often you pray, uh, whether you get your prayers completed or not, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, it, it's essential. You can't leave any work undone. You know, it's like uh, um, a policeman going to work. And there was a call on the radio and he never answered the call and get home. So, oh yeah, I forgot to take care of that. You can't do that, man. You get fired on the spot in, in many places. So it's the same thing with us. We can't neglect what God gives us to do. And to be honest with you, if, if you're really uh, working in the spirit, there should be no preference left in you. Like you like this, doing this more than you like doing that. It's never been about what you like. It's been about what's mandated for you. See, I figure in faith, if you're doing things by faith, your obedience comes first and like comes later, if it comes at all. See, like is totally up to you. If you release your negative, your, um, um, your bad energy, you let go of your bad energy. You understand? Well, just, just let go of the attitude. And, and, you know, man up and woman up. I mean, it's, it's about getting a job done. It's not about attitude, whether you like it or, you know, it breaks your nails or it don't break or it's bad for your complexion or, you know, whatever we get into when we like preference things. So, so just understand that you're doing the work and learn how to encourage yourself for getting the job done. Amen. Learn how to encourage yourself. Like you can pat yourself. You know what? I had a pretty good day today because I got around. I got my prayer done. I had a, a nice praise session with the Lord. I got some encouraging news. I got to encourage somebody. You understand what I'm saying? Keep it on a spiritual level and you won't have these highs and lows about stuff you want to do and don't want to do. You got me? Because it's all got to get done. I look at Henry Groover and he was so happy to walk for God. You understand what I'm saying? And, and this man sacrificed, my goodness, come on now. We can't even hold a candle. And you think about some of these, uh, preachers that won't go somewhere for less than, than five figures, you know, and gotta have a hotel suite, not just a room. And you can't sleep in what, but one bed unless you're doing something you ain't got no business doing. So God is doing something right now, the author says. He is fitting the pieces together. Amen. He is bringing forth answers to prayer, healing, and everything that you have prayed about. Amen. So believe that. Believe that. All of the prayers that we have prayed in this ministry for 25 years, God is doing something with those prayers. Amen. You can almost feel it in the atmosphere. Those prayers did not go to waste.
people getting saved, our family members, even the hard cases, and because God is working on them. God is even working on prayers we forgot about. Amen. Praise God. When I was, uh, I think I mentioned it to somebody this week. Sometimes I'll see uh, things that, that interest me or get my attention uh, on the Internet or somewhere, and I'll pass them on to, uh, to other people in the ministry that I know would be interested. I don't send them to everybody, you know what I'm saying, because I don't want to wear people out, you know. They looking at, oh boy, here's another one. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, I was thinking about, I was watching, uh, Kanye West with that group of singers and there's a group of them on where they're all singing and he's rapping about the Lord. And, uh, it reminded me, and then I saw one of his Sunday services and how many singers he has around him. And it reminded me of that vision the Lord gave me. It's It's been over 15 years ago. I know it has because when I saw that vision, we we uh, um, developed that prayer for the arts. You know that one? Anybody remember when we started that one about? I know we were in the church on Topher in Detroit. I know it started about then. So it's been about 15 years. But God showed me all of these artists, musicians, and singers, especially singers, who had been in the world and got beaten up in the world, and they were just making their way back to the church. And it showed me, amen. He showed me a vision of them coming like down a main road, and it was just the the it, they filled up the whole width of the street that they were on, and some of them were broken and bruised and hurt, where the world had beaten them up, and but they were finding their way back to the house of God. And I thought, wow, that's you know that's amazing, God, that you would allow me to see that, you know, and see them coming back. So when people try to say negative things about what he's doing, I have nothing bad to say because God's already prepped me. You understand what I'm saying? So we need to learn how to to learn from our own prophecies that we've received and, and learn that God is teaching us that way. Amen. So we can say then that the prayers that we have prayed do not go to waste ever. Our family members, even hard cases, have a hunger and thirst because God is working on them. And I know that from my own family. I've seen from our annual Thanksgiving, I know I joke about it sometimes, but I've seen the change in the hearts of people. You got me? And change in the way they live and and all of that. So it's a little rough sometimes, but, you know, you just keep moving with it. Just keep going. Let God have it and, and it'll get done. So we're living in a time where God is saying go and pray the prayer somebody else gave up on. So we're picking up prayers that people have prayed and have not stood and have not believed. Amen. So we're working in that realm now. Uh, those prayers that they left out there because God wants to answer those prayers. Amen. Like God told Ezekiel to go prophesy to the old dry bones. That was somebody else's leftover business. Amen. Where they didn't complete what it was or they took it as far as their generation could and had to relinquish it because they left the earth or something else happened. Sometimes all these so-called dead situations really need is the right prayer from the right person. Amen. So 
Ezekiel says, I prophesied as he commanded me and breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. Whenever you use your voice to speak the word of God, you are building his army. Amen. You're building his army because all God's people are the army. It's not like certain ones and certain ones are and so on. You get drafted into this uh, army. You got me? You get drafted into this work. And so God has a right to draft everybody who names the name of Jesus. He's got a right to lay claim to your life because your life is not your own. You supposedly had have given it to him when you got saved. But you know what we do. We keep taking it back. Huh? So we wrestle against him instead of wrestling against principalities and powers. We start to wrestle against our God. And you don't want to do that. You, if you can use his word for your needs, you can use his word for his needs. God wants to do some things in the earth. And he wants to use us to do it. You got me? Uh, we're all he's got, folks. But we're more than enough. You got me? That if we will get ourselves in gear and understand what we're here for, we're, we're more than enough. So God will allow some of us to pray and get that thing brought into the earth. That prayer will bring new life that will bless the generations, your children's children, because the fruit remains. Amen. The, the prayer remains out there. God is looking for somebody to breathe life into it and to tend it. Not to just pray once, you got me, but to 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 tend the 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 uh, garden. That's that's what it needs. It needs attention. So go prophesy to those old dry bones as Ezekiel did, because that situation is not dead. It's dormant. Amen. God will breathe life into it because these things will come to life again and again and again. I was uh, Pastor Shirley was bothered by some uh some uh insects like flying insects she kept seeing in a freezer and she said that they they were dead but they seemed to multiply. And I was telling her I said it's because uh insects go through four stages of development. And one of them is a very hard shell that can resist everything. So they probably got to the hard shell stage and and resisted the freezing of the freezer. You think anything would die in your freezer. Amen. But spores can resist it. That's why certain diseases don't die very quickly because they go into a dormant stage. Well, it's the same thing with the prayers that people pray. You got me? They're just in a dormant stage. And God has encased them, encapsulated them to protect the life on the inside of them until some of his kids come and prophesy to the dry bones. You got me? And so they are still waiting there. An exceeding great army is out there waiting for us to breathe life on them and not get with the death squad that wants to kill them. Don't get with the death people that think, Kanye's just a con man and he hasn't changed and all that's not your business if he changed or not and if you're saved his message probably isn't for you anyway not that much you understand what I'm saying you need to be out going out trying to do what it seems like he's doing out there and that's drawing people to Christ 
So we're going to see this more where God will say to us, speak over that situation so that change can happen. Amen. So that's the prophetic people. They thought it was dead, but you prophesy over it. You speak life into it because we did not see the end of that thing. It's not finished yet. There will be a time when the end time warriors are going to speak over a lot of dead situations and see them come to pass. God is doing a lot in this time. He is working for you and for me. It is a finished work, so we need to prepare to carry out the Great Commission. Joshua 1.3, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, same like I did. See, it doesn't change depending upon who the person is. The mandate of God is the same throughout the ages. So when he raises up a new leader, he's with that leader just like he was with the old one. Amen. So it's good for us not to lament somebody's passing too long or talk about the old days like there's nothing going on in the now for us or in the future but we can always seek God to revive some of those things that seem to be missing amen from the life of of the believer so God is calling us to occupy these seats because the work is not complete so there are a lot of Joshua's out here, folks. There are a lot of people who are are uh, in their position and who are going to carry on what God has given us to do. So you have to understand that those that are in these seats can only complete as much as God planned for them to complete. Moses did as much as God expected him to do. You know, he lived to be 120, y'all. He finished his mandate and God put Joshua in the place of Moses to carry on. So many times God will take a leader home before he raises up somebody else. Many times people get crazy and start competing and you know what I'm saying. It's just bad form. So let God do things the way he wants to do them. If he had really raised up Joshua, there would be a, a problem. You see that with David and and, um, and Saul. Amen. When there are two anointed people alive at the same time, problem, you got me? But Saul needed to be sat down because he was disobedient. But it presented extra stress for David because when Saul realized the anointing was on David, he could be, he was just, he was stronger than he was in the things that kings needed to be strong in. There was jealousy and there was outrage and there was a death sentence handed over uh, on David. And so God likes to have a, a orderly transition in, in his kingdom. And so if he can have his way, he kind of prefers to let one leave and the other one take over. And God will prove that he is with that person just like he was with the other one. Amen. To get people's confidence. So I believe now in the end times that God is going to have people occupy seats of governmental authority. And it is going to be good. Amen. We have more knowledge now than people had in the last generation. Because knowledge is cumulative. Now, I can say that for 
the kingdom, what I call kingdom people, you know, people who are alert, awake, um, understanding what time it is in the right move of God in the right time. But you know, there are many, many people for whom time has stood still. Denominational people like it the same old way. Uh, we want salvation only. Tongues is of the devil. We don't go. We don't believe in prophets. We don't. You, we're not talking about them people. You know, we can love them. We can believe that they're they're saved or you know whatever, whatever. You believe what you want to believe, but I'm saying go on with God. You go on with God, because God is doing things in the earth, and He needs a people who are open and attentive to what time it is in the earth now so that we can accomplish earth deeds for him for the kingdom and so if you can stay stay focused on that not get caught up in preference things and you know who's a spokesperson for this and a spokesperson for that and the uh, head apostle here and the, the you know the head thing there and all this kind of stuff you know if you stay out of that nonsense and you can just stay in a normal flow with god you'll be fine Amen. A little challenging sometimes, but you'd be all right. So, uh, though, so the author is saying here that the older generals had to plow and pluck, pluck up and throw down. Our generation, we get to build and plant. So you can see that in Amos 9:13, Amen. That God is the plowman's overtaking the reaper, so it's planting and building time. Now, we may need to weed out some things. You always need to work with God in discernment. You always need to work with him in what he's doing. Uh, my thing is don't get caught up in one one exciting thing that you think is, oh, the move of God's going to be here. And you go run over there. Oh, it's over here. And you go run over there. I told God, I don't care where you move. Just let me know where you at. And so I can participate and do my part in it. So. I have all that preference stuff. So we are building a foundation that these people who have gone on have left for us. So it's the same foundation, amen. It's the same gospel, the same Christ, the same Lord, amen. Their seats will be filled and the work will continue and it'll be an effective work, amen. My prayer is that it it will be uh, less time-consuming. I, I believe in a quick work. I believe in a work full of power and being confirmed with signs following. I believe in that. And so I believe it won't take months and years, you know, of sitting people down and teaching them the word over and over again to get them set free. You know, there will be an anointing to set people free and it'll be available widespread. Um, uh, the, uh, the author finishes here with the re- this revival will not be televised. Amen. So if you're not there, you're going to miss it. And you don't want to get everything secondhand anyway. What's wrong with you? You're a child of God. You have a seat at the Father's table. Amen. You don't have to eat anybody's leftovers and you don't have to be second in anything. But you can can go and do what God has called you to do and you can be effective in it. Amen. So praise God. Why don't y'all, I'm going to pass out, uh, Rachel, why don't you come here and grab these and pass them out for me, these exams. While you're doing your exams, uh, we're going to pray that prophecy about the revival. Amen. Um, uh, give those to Brianna and let her pass them out on this side. There aren't many on that side anyway. So praise God. Amen. 
Lord is saying this, that I have spoken it before, the revival will not be televised. It will not be televised. There will not be a repeat, a rerun, a video, but it is something that you must experience Alive, says the Spirit of God. This you must catch for yourself and catch it live, says the Lord. For no longer will I be in a place where men can capture me and pull me out at their discretion. But I have free course and free will in all moves of my spirit, said the Lord. And what I have given you today is a foretaste of what I will do across the whole earth, says the Spirit of God. For I will capture men's attention. Those who are looking for me will be alert and awake to cooperate with the moving of my spirit, says the Lord. You know better than that. Don't interrupt me. Will cooperate with my spirit, says the Lord. But those who uh, are asleep will sleep on, says the Lord. And I want your full attention on me and what I'm doing says the Spirit of God. Be alert and be awake to know what my Spirit is doing, how my Spirit is moving, and cooperate with me, says the Lord. For I have great things planned for the earth, says the Lord, but only for those who anticipate my appearing, says the Spirit of the living God. And those who anticipate me and watch for me and respond to me quickly, will receive the overflow, will receive the empowerment, will receive the former and the latter rain together, will receive the new wine and then some, says the Spirit of God. Those are the people I empower with my precious Holy Spirit, says the Spirit of God. And I will visit the earth, and I will have my way, and I will use men, I will use women, I will use children, I will use anybody who is looking for me. So stay alert, stay awake. Remember my parable about the ten virgins, the ten foolish and ten wise. And know that I have ordained that all would be wise, but all will not. And so understand to be with the ones who are wise. Be attentive to me and what my spirit is doing and what I am doing in the earth at all times, says the spirit of the living God. Those who slumber and sleep will sleep on. But those who look for me and who are alert and attentive to me will be resurrected in great power, great glory, and great life. Miracles, signs, and wonders will follow their words, their preaching, and their authority, says the Spirit of God. And I have given you this territory this day, says the Lord. And my pouring out my Spirit was a confirmation that the enemy has given up on this area. And he has relinquished his hold and his power, says the Lord. And my glory marches on and my glory increases. Have I not said it in my word? But my glory increases, and it increases, and it increases, and it increases. And it will continue to increase as the enemy is brought low, and he must bow down. And I put an anointing on my people, and their authority will reign, and their authority will manifest in great liberation of people, great liberation of souls, great restoration of humanity for my glory. 
So pay attention to me, says the Lord. Stay alert and stay awake. For I visit and I come at a time when you know not, but those who are looking for my appearing will know that it's me and they will get great benefit and great joy in what I'm doing at this time in the earth, says the Spirit of the living God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Kurandariya shia handaya. Kurata shia handaya sikiriandariya shia handaya. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Acts chapter 2 verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said to them, Ye men of Judea and all you that dwell at Jerusalem, be be this known unto you, and hearken to my words, for these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that, this is that, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, said the Lord, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon unto blood before the great and notable day of the Lord comes. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Father, we do thank you for exhorting us, reminding us that the things that we pray for are manifesting, that we can expect answers when we pray, that you are moving In spite of what we may think in the natural and in spite of what we may see in the natural, you are moving by your spirit. So, Father, we just uh, commit and we vow to, to stay attentive to you, to stay mindful of your moving at all times, to understand no man knows the day or the hour when your return comes, but you have promised certain things before you come back. And one of those is that the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of your glory as the waters cover the seas. So we thank you, Lord, for blessing us with that. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to understand your ways, understand your word, understand what you're doing in us, Father, that we want to cooperate with you. And we thank you for that, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Just want to put on the holy, holy. Okay, put on some real worshipful music, and we'll we'll just receive Praise that. God. Praise, Praise God. God. Amen. What was the date on that? Anybody know? Spirit to help us to. Is it written on that? Uh, huh? Yeah, that's why I'm asking y'all. Yeah. It's 2016? 16. Okay. All right. Praise God. Okay. So we're ready to do your quiz. All right. Number one, 
The recent earthly departure of some of God's leaders, generals in the faith, have left some governmental seats of authority unoccupied. Number two, those seats will be filled by people not yet identified. Number three, God is at work right now, fitting pieces together to complete the work. Number four, he is calling on us to pick up the baton and pray prayers others have given up on. Number five, God wants to answer all prayers. Number six, we have to use our voice to bring life over dead situations. Number seven, we will see change if we pick up the mantle of prayer. And number eight, just as Moses vacated seat, Moses' vacated seat of leadership was filled by Joshua, God is seeking modern day Joshua's to fill empty seats. It could be you. Amen. Praise God. Good. All right. So let's collect those people that pass them out. Amen. Collect them for us, please.